the Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Oh, yes. uh, representing District That's 5, district. Republican. Uh, so glad to have him, Bob Good. Uh, we were talking during the break. How do you even manage to go up there and not have right. some of that mess get on you, uh, Representative Good? Well, Mark, if I could just clarify, when you mentioned District 5, all of Greater Lynchburg is essentially in District 5. Now, right. we've picked up Lynchburg and, and Amherst to go with Appomattox and Campbell, and we have forest part of Bedford. We did lose the rural part of Bedford, the town of Bedford and the lake area. But so essentially, Greater Lynchburg is all represented by the 5th District now. Okay. Well, gotcha. and all of that's covered here uh, on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. So you are speaking to a lot of your uh, constituents this morning, for sure. Um, we have... The main thing coming from our listeners as far as texting, uh, the main thing that, that people seem to be concerned about is uh, how do we protect the Commonwealth from the way the entire country seems to be going and the damage that was done by the, uh, the, the Northam administration. Well, the North administration did a lot of damage in two years of unlimited control when they had both houses of the General Assembly along with what I would believe the I would argue is the worst governor in the country was Governor North. Oh, no did. doubt. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the, the Virginians and the Commonwealth saw for the first time in a long time unchecked Democrat control, what it looks like, how extreme the Democrats are uh, in the General Assembly and Governor Northam himself when he was there. And they rejected it convincingly back in November of 2021. And I believe they're going to do the same this year. You've seen unchecked Democrat control in Washington now with the first two years of this presidency and the Democrats controlling both houses of Congress. They can do anything they want. They mm-hmm. have to own all of the consequences of the last two years. They have to own all of these policies. There's a reason why they don't want to talk about the policies and they don't want to talk about the record because they're all losers. They're losing on energy. They're mm-hmm. losing on uh, the border. They're losing on crime. They're losing on inflation, groceries, gas prices. Uh, they're losing on education. They're losing on everything and that's why they don't want to talk about their record and so the answer for virginia is to is to do help the, the nation you know rid of us of democrat control in both houses of congress and then set the stage for us to take back the virginia senate next year mm-hmm. which will bring further change and empower uh governor uh, uh youngkin to uh, in, enact his policies in a greater way with the senate that'll help him do you do you think let's talk about the the republicans in this state when it comes to congressmen what are the chances that we win a few of those seats? We're, we're hoping that you're going to just slam dunk yours, but your other colleagues that are running, maybe just for re-election and or new ones, to unseat Democrats. Well, relative to my seat, I often have to remind folks, I only won with 52%. I am in a swing district that mm-hmm. leans our way, but not overwhelmingly so. I'm in the most competitive Republican seat that we have in Virginia because I have a particularly heavy blue area just a little north of us sure. within our district. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do expect to win. We're doing everything we can to ensure that we do. Uh, I believe we're going to pick up two, if not three seats in Virginia. I think okay. we're going to win the 7th district down okay. in Virginia, uh, excuse me, the, the 2nd district down in Virginia Beach. I mm-hmm. believe we're going to win the 7th district just north uh, of us, northeast of us here, where Yesley Vega is the nominee. And I believe we may well win the 10th district where Hung Cow is the nominee going up against Jennifer Wexton. All of the Democrats in the general or in, in Congress, the seven who represent us, along with our two senators, have voted 100% with AOC, Pelosi, mm. Maxine Waters, mm. Bernie Sanders, exactly. Elizabeth Warren. There is not a shred of daylight between them. They like to talk moderate. They like to talk reasonable. Right. Our two senators fret and wring their hands about right. some of the stuff they are doing 
to us, but they vote 100% with Schumer, Warren, and Sanders. And on the House side, same thing. There's not a shred of difference between Jennifer Wexton, Abigail Spanberger, or Elaine Luria, those three uh, incumbents in those districts that I mentioned, and AOC on the voting record. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, One of the things that uh, Northam did to us is that uh, we are tied to California in the most horrible way uh 2021 and we've talked about this on on the show we were one of the few people and it was one of our listeners who called in talking about this because it was one of those dark of night things nobody's really talking about it just kind of got got passed uh tying our emissions uh policies to california uh, which to me is just absolutely unbelievable. Whatever nuttiness California embraces, then we're going to be tied to that. How are we going to undo that? The Democrats are radical on climate, environment, and energy, just like they are on everything else. This is not your parents and your grandparents' Democrat Party. Right. Not Joe, at all. One of the few promises Joe Biden has kept was his declaring war on American energy, fossil fuels. Yep. They are lying to us about the demonization or the danger of fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are a wonderful thing that God put in this earth for us to harvest. They brought more prosperity around the globe than just about anything else. Mm-hmm. We are the cleanest large uh, producer of energy yeah, in the right. world. This president to surrender American energy independence to make us dependent on foreign nations who hate us for vital energy is an economic security issue, a national security issue. How he's layered regulations, how he's prevented drilling, how he's denied permits, uh, how he has penalized uh, reliable energy production with taxes and fees and regulations, how he is subsidizing with our tax dollars unreliable energy that will not work. There's a reason they're going to freeze in Europe this year, quite frankly. They are in danger. Mm -hmm. They've become dependent on Russia. They've empowered Mm -hmm. Russia. We've empowered Russia economically because of the, the decreased production that's caused fuel prices to go up. But here in Virginia, the General Assembly is arguably on the Democratic side even more radical than the Congress. Mm. So exactly why in the world, Janet, would they tie us to the most extreme state in the country, California? Why not tie our crime policy to Chicago? Yeah, right. Tie really. Our yeah. energy policy to California. Not just one Titanic. Let's yes. Oh, yes. Fleet. The, we want a fleet to of the them. Hindenburg right. too. Kudos to Governor Youngkin mm-hmm. and the efforts he's made to get us out of RGGI and the efforts he's making to separate us from California. California you know, none of us are against electrical electric vehicles on their face. No. You know, let the market decide. Yes. Let's push innovation. You know, mm-hmm. just like we want infrastructure. Absolutely, we, only twelve percent of California vehicles are electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. They don't have, and, and then there, what's just recently? And now you can't plug them Governor in. Governor Newsom right. said, "Yeah, please don't yeah, plug don't. them in because the grid can't handle. It. They do yeah. not have the infrastructure for it." As they try to force us unchecked, Janet, if we don't change it to twenty thirty five to hundred percent electric vehicles in Virginia connected to the California. California policy. Mm-hmm. We're at 2% as a country right now. Right. The grid would never be able to sustain that. Mm-hmm. They, one of the reasons I voted against the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, is because it's forcing our military to electric vehicles. Right. One yeah. of the many reasons I voted against it. It's not about force readiness. This president has told the military the greatest threat to the country is climate. Right. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. He's probably wondering how Putin could have invaded Ukraine without considering the climate implications. Right. As a matter of fact, on the eve of the invasion, John Kerry went over there begging Putin's, hey, don't invade because it, consider the climate implications. Right. It's unbelievable. It's made us a laughing stock across the world. Oh, planet. absolutely. And, well, so not only do we have that going on, so on one hand, you've got uh, Biden talking about, you know, fossil fuel bad. It's, oh, it's bad. We have to go to. Then last week, he comes out 
saving the railroad, touting himself as saving that policy. And and I'm quoting now, uh, this is a big win for America. Our nation's rail system is the backbone of our supply chain and will continue to be so for decades to come. Well, what does railroads run? The last time I checked, there were no electric railroads. Exactly, and they and this this administration negotiated them a twenty four percent raise. That's crazy. Now, who pays for that? Who pays for the higher passenger rates? Who pays for the higher freight for the things that we buy that yeah, we, we buy rail? Passing it on to us mm-hmm. because he's beholden. The Democrat Party and their leftist groups receive about two hundred million dollars a year from the unions the union, across yeah. the country. Yeah. That's the answer. How does he get by with this though? How can he? How can he say, even from his own people? I mean that. What uses? I mean, there should be a a cartoon of him shoveling coal into the railroad uh, engine. Yeah. How does he get by with this? Well, well the, the hypocrisy and the inconsistency mm-hmm. is it is boundless, limitless in this administration and the left in, in general on this issue. It is a lie. It's a lie that we as humans can make a measurable difference on global warming. Remember when we were kids, it was global warming. Now it's right, climate change. Right. That way they can put anything under the umbrella of climate change and demonize fossil fuels no matter what happens. If it rains too much, climate change. If it sure. doesn't rain enough, climate change. If it's too hot, climate change. If it's too cold, climate change. The hypocrisy of this issue is unbelievable. And we need to go on offense about it as a party and stop surrendering the ground and stop stop surrendering to the even the, 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 the pretend truth that is the issue. Especially when we can't even get places like India and China on board. Right. Yeah. If we the can't get producer. them on board, doesn't matter. It, it's it's irrelevant at this point. We got to go into break. Yeah. Can you hang out with us a little? I know you have to head up to the swamp. Unfortunately, I'm up to the deep dark place, but I can stay a few more. Minutes. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good, good. Because we, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, the, our uh, the, those that are running currently mm-hmm. and uh, how some of them are backing away from the topic of, of abortion, abortion yeah. and roe v wade yeah we need we'll to go on offense that. on that too yeah all right we have representative bob good from the fifth district in the studio right now we'll get back with him in just a few minutes got to go into break right now you can still text us 434-248-0704 if you have a question for representative good it's the morning jam it's monday Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. 8.20 on the Morning Jam. We have Representative Bob Good in the studio right now. I want to ask you, uh, Representative Good, just real quick, we talked about this during a break because we want to get to the Roe v. Wade stuff. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of your colleagues, and if you didn't know any better and you just listened to what the media says about her, I saw her on Tucker Carlson the other night, and I noticed she wasn't foaming at the mouth. There weren't any horns coming out of her head. She seemed like a reasonable conservative. Can you enlighten us a little bit? 
Yeah, Marjorie's a good friend. She is a courageous conservative warrior. She's a true patriot. She mm-hmm. believes in the Constitution. But she believes in the limitations on government. Uh, she believes the federal government ought to stay within the boundaries of the constitutional limit. Yes. And so I support Marjorie as a friend. I mm-hmm. wish we had more like her in yes. Congress. We work closely together, as I do with all of my Freedom Caucus colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm glad Mar- Marjorie's there. I'm proud to be associated with her. Yeah, good. Because, um, I mean, she, she loved Donald Trump and uh, Mean Orange Man Mean. You know, so anytime we... Talk about you know mean orange man uh, who was had great policies you know and 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 mean old guy that's in there now has overturned everything mean orange man did indeed and if, you can see Trump where we're did, at it must be wrong we have to do the opposite yes it, exactly that's probably not a great policy for the country since it's things not. were going very well for four years so I was going to say my budget would say otherwise uh, <laughs> with that one for sure so one of the things that uh, is a huge topic right now and there are are some polls out there that says it's going to be uh, a big player when it comes to the november elections is the end of roe v wade um and it would seem that we have some republican nominees who are really backing down their stance on abortion in in light of this uh of this pushback how do you think that's going to impact uh, our midterms here in the Commonwealth? Great question, and thanks for asking. Uh, let's clarify what r- the uh, reversal of Roe v. Wade did. What it did was to recognize that was a wrong decision 49 years ago where they wrote into law that which did not exist, mm-hmm. and they said there was a constitutional right to take life in the womb, a constitutional right mm-hmm. to abortion, which if clear, clear is not in the Constitution. That was a a terrible stretch, and it took from the people's representatives, the legislators, the authority to make law across the country. And it essentially said you could not, or to, just to a very limited degree, could you restrict abortion in the respective states. So the justices finally courageously overturned a 49-year decision mm-hmm. that was wrong, uh, the only decision in the history of the country that cost 63 million lives. Think of the wow. population of France, the right. population of Italy, the population of England. There are around 60 million lives. Uh, that were cost with that decision, 63 million to be more precise on that. So they returned it back to the legislature, not just to the states, but mm-hmm. frankly to the people's representatives to make right. law, those who are accountable to the people who send them to Washington, send them to Richmond. Now that said, uh, it's unfortunate to your point, Janet, many of my colleagues have seemingly gotten all of a sudden gun shy or gotten scared or skittish on the issue. Even some of the so-called life groups and some of the so-called life uh, pro-life politicians almost like wringing their hands, gosh, I almost w- wish this didn't happen. What are we going to do? now that the responsibility falls on us. We need to go on offense and unashamedly, unapologetically stand up for life. It's only about 10 to 20 percent of the electorate that are with the Democrats on abortion up to the moment of birth at any time for any reason, even for gender selection, sex Mm -hmm. selection, even the Ralph Northam position of afterbirth. Tell me how many Democrats Mm. criticized him three or four years ago when he said that you should be able to decide after birth a baby survives an abortion. We can't get any Democrats to join us in born alive legislation Mm -hmm. here in Virginia or in Washington that would basically say, hey, we don't agree with the Northam policy. We can't get any Democrats to vote for that. There's only 10 to 20 percent of the electorate that's with the Democrats on unrestricted abortion up to the moment of birth. Now, I recognize not everybody is with me, life at conception and unashamedly totally pro-life. I recognize that. Mm -hmm. But this election is going to be decided 
on energy and and gas prices, on grocery prices and inflation and rapidly rising crime and the open border and education and those kind of issues. And we are winning on all those issues. Mm -hmm. And there is a greater part of the electorate, it might be only 30% or so, that is 100% pro-life. There's a smaller part that's 100% pro-death, if you will, abortion at the moment Mm -hmm. of birth. That's already baked in the cake on both sides. We should be going on offense on the issue. We ought to be running ads that show the miracle of life, the, the, the wonder of adoption and frankly, the extremism of the Democrat Party that mm-hmm. we can't get any of them to vote for any limits on abortion here in Virginia or in Washington. I mean, isn't it reasonable to think that you wouldn't want to abort a baby up to the time it could be born? Isn't that reasonable? I mean, I, I'm waiting well, for some here, of those arguments. Here's the new diabolical plan. Mm-hmm. And and as a, as a woman, the mother of three, I can call this what it is. And this is the most disgusting tactic I've seen yet. Uh, we talked about it Friday. Mm-hmm. People like John Legend and Chrissy Teigen coming right. out, and um, and they they lost a baby at 20 weeks because she was hemorrhaging uncontrollably mm-hmm. and could not hold the pregnancy. Now she's coming out and calling that an abortion, uh, which I just think is is disgusting. You know the difference in losing a baby and a miscarriage and an abortion is you want that baby. Mm-hmm. You would do anything to save that baby. Mm-hmm. That's not an abortion. That's right. And don't believe the lie, women, that they're trying to tell you when they tie that kind of medical emergency to Roe v. Wade. It is not the same thing, and it is a lie from the devil, I'm here to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's right. But well, that's where they're going now. You're right. They are lying on the issue. They're lying to say that Republicans are trying to ban contraception, which I don't know any Republicans that believe in that. Right. They're lying and saying that the Supreme Court made abortion illegal, which, of course, it did not. What it did was allow the states to make their own laws to that effect and let the people hold them accountable and, re- and to elect representatives who will do what they want them to do. It allows Congress to make law as, re- mm-hmm. as it applies to abortion or not to make law. And, and for the again, the people to hold us accountable as to what we do or don't do. I'm a sponsor of the Life at Conception Act. I'm driving that issue in Congress. We've got about 180 Republicans who either sponsored that bill, co-sponsored mm-hmm. it with us, or have signed on to my discharge petition. Uh, we ought to be trying to save every possible life sure. and trying to limit abortion and, to and, and, whatever degree and possible. And more importantly, what if we took, I don't know, a, a, a tenth of the effort that is spent on promoting abortion, a tenth of the funds that are spent on trying to... to and we put it on birth control. What well, about that? And you've got mm-hmm. roughly a, a million abortions conducted each year in this country now. There's far more people trying to adopt than the numbers of abortions. Right. And abortion has disproportionately impacted the minority community, sure. the very community that the, the Democrats Party and the left has pretended oh, they, they, they want to they help. They love so much. So, frankly, ab- ab- unrestricted abortion is a racist policy, to be honest. The it most is. dangerous place to be in the city of New York, if you're an African American, is to be in the womb of an African American woman. But there are That's 14 crazy. different Indeed. kinds of abor- of of, of uh, birth, birth control. control. Right. 14 different kinds. And so Why many are mer- these pregnancies even happening? Right. And it's free in many cases. 
I, I just that's that's well, what the Democrat me crazy. Party is no longer the Bill Clinton party of safe, right. legal, and true, rare. True. They're the party of death. They're the party mm-hmm. of promote and celebrate abortion. Ask a oh, Demo- shout your abortion. Ask a Democrat running for office what restrictions they believe in an abortion. They mm-hmm. don't want to acknowledge or, or, or recognize that uh, that there should be any restrictions. But I almost never have anyone debate me or argue with me against the science of life. We now mm-hmm. understand life begins at conception. The only question is what value do you place on that, and when does it deserve to be protected? I believe it deserves to be protected from conception. Uh, I believe the 14th Amendment should apply to unborn life in the world. I don't know how old you are, but I remember. I'm, I'm 64 almost. I remember when Life magazine in 1965 mm. came out with those amazing pictures of a baby being developed, and it was on the front of Life magazine. I mean, we knew then. Yeah. If we didn't think we knew, we knew that. I think I what I don't understand is how, how, if you really think about it, you have all these people. The only people you want having babies and bringing in the next generation are conservative people. I mean, think about that for a minute. Exactly what, right. What kind of world the are you going to be creating there? The birth rate's going to impact them. Uh, if you carry out these policies to their logical conclusion on the left, the birth rate's going to impact them. But, you know, we support, uh, my wife and I for 20 years now have supported our local crisis pregnancy center. We support mm-hmm. those women who find themselves in difficult situations, sure. feeling like they have no hope. Right. But think about how radical the left is. Even in here, the Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center here being vandalized right. and yes. attacked. Right. They criticize those who try to help women in difficult situations to help them through that pregnancy to help them right. post pregnancy with support and resources to help them you know to get started yeah, as, as a mother and to apply to help them as a mother we support that and we support you know both mother and baby and you know we support life unashamedly as we should as a party mm. excellent yeah. well um bob good we appreciate you coming in and talking with us this morning we appreciate the fight that you're fighting uh in the swamp <laughs> we uh we pray for you and we thank you for the that work you're doing. That means so much. Thanks to the people of the 5th District who sent me there. I hope mm-hmm. they'll send me again in November. But thanks. Great to be with you guys for the first time. Representative Good, giving us a lot of stuff to think about. If you missed part of it, go to our SoundCloud page a little bit later on. We'll have just the interview of Representative Good up on our SoundCloud page. Go to SoundCloud, type in The Morning Jam on VTRN, and then begin to type in today's date. It will pop up. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.